Okay, Maxi. Sambo. Mate, when you think of power couples and power outfits, what do you think of? Well, there's only one real answer, isn't there, Sam? It's uh, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, MTV <clears throat> Music Awards. It is in the double D, double denims. and um, <laughs> In the double D, Sam. In the double Ds. Um, Peyton pending. But, um, <laughs> mate, a- another bloke that loves denim, he... He loves it so much he's named his band after it. Um, we're actually joined by Death by Denim lead singer Nick. Uh, how's it going, man? Hey, boys. Yeah, doing really well today. Uh, hanging out at home pretty much, so not, not bad. <laughs> good. So, it's good to hear you're you not getting out and around during uh, lockdown. Unless it's unless it's uh, necessary, I'm staying at home. So <laughs> that's how it is. I feel, like we should, I feel like we should clarify that that was overtly and... Uh, a lot of added cheese there from us, so please don't think we're that lame in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> hey, uh, Nick, we'd like to find out basically what uh, what's been spinning on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music if you if you lean that way. Uh, yeah, definitely Spotify on my end. Shout out to Spotify. Um, <laughs> oh man, a whole mix of stuff. I've been I've been getting back into like a bit of Kanye West. Actually, of late, um, which year of like Kanye old, West? I'm talking My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and before. Okay, um, good, good. <laughs> current weird Kanye, uh, but yeah, definitely the older, older vibes. He even kind of influences like the older stuff has has come up in certain influences in our music. So um, yeah, been loving that at the moment. Haven't really listened to it lately, so it's been good to throw it back <laughs> absolutely well speaking of sort of your influences um your new single dropped very sort of recently it jumped to mars and um it's got a lot of sort of interlocking melodies um in your process and and when you're writing do you sort of um draw inspiration from artists to sort of um i guess plot out your melodies or is it all just um form organically sort of in your in your brain if you will um it it does change like every from song to song like this to jump to mars it was completely different i had like the chorus medley melody and palais had like a verse melody our guitarist had a verse melody and we kind of just like joined that together which created like a weird kind of balance which kind of worked i think um but in our previous songs like homemade and wiggy even that kind of just happens randomly, like in the car, we will just start singing riffs or whatever and um, just talk about what's happening to us individually and it kind of just comes out of nowhere, which is, I think, the beauty of our songwriting. It just happens randomly mm-hmm. and the random ones always seem to be the most popular with our fans, so that's always cool stories to, to say. Mm. Yeah. You, you you have mentioned that like you, you sort of formed the songs in this kind of collaborative like um, experimental kind of way where you just kind of like kick around ideas you know as they come to you does it like how how what percentage of stuff gets left on the on the uh, editing floor when you do it that way uh, yeah a fair bit um, <laughs> we we usually so Palais and I the guitarists we'll get together and sort of make a rough idea of what like the structure of the song will be um and then we'll take it to uh the other boys hamish and george 
um, and they will quite quickly change the vibe in a good way. Um, so it's it's always like, yeah, we have a certain idea of how it should be and then they come in and change it in a way that sort of makes it better um, because we always find um, writing the lyrics, it's easier with just the two of us, but then with the whole like, um, you know, synths and extra layers on top of that, we need we need them to put in their input because they have, you know, mad skills, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's very collaborative um, all up, I think. Yeah. I guess, uh, like, I'm glad you kind of brought up that there's like, you know, a lot of like layers that you bring into it. And there's a lot of different sort of um, elements and a lot of different uh, genres, I guess you'd say, like that you could kind of categorize it the music into do you, do you find how do you guys categorize it do you, do you even bother trying to categorize it or is it just death by denim and that's what yeah. it is yeah pretty much we um yeah we always struggle with that question like people are like oh what type of music is it and it's kind of like well some people say it's you know kind of british arctic monkey styles and some people say it's psychedelic chill vibe and um like we've written we just recorded a couple more songs uh last week one of them is like a completely different vibe. It's way more upbeat than we've ever done. Um, we kind of just, like I was just speaking to Pele uh, yesterday, um, we like the fact that we can just do whatever and not have a, a certain genre, I guess, of what it needs to be. We just sort of just write and sing um, whatever comes to mind. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, but picking out the ones that do work, I think is key for us. So, yeah. Well, you sort of, I mean, obviously genre is really hard to, I guess, um, categorize, but for you personally growing up and, and even now, I mean, you spoke on Kanye before, but, um, what's your, what, who are your early influences musically growing up? Uh, personally, I'm a, I'm a bit embarrassed to say this, but I was, I was a like, big basketballer at early days like primary school and everything um so i was very much involved like into r&b and hip-hop and all that stuff and i'm talking like bad r&b i'm talking i'm talking <laughs> neo and all that stuff do not be embarrassed um, that's that's hot shit that's that's good <laughs> shit. <laughs> i've got my brother to blame for that all that music but um yeah got older um high school and just out just out of high school i started listening to a lot of uh matt corby and then grew into listening to like arctic monkeys and dmas uh obviously tame impala have been huge so it kind of like there's a melting pot i think with with me personally with that r&b hip-hop flavor into the sort of rock indie rock style um yeah so yeah i've different categories i think most of the boys are the same like we don't really listen to just one genre of music it's just the whole melting pot which we like to bring towards the table when we're talking about influences and, and whatnot yeah um yeah. yeah fair enough man and i guess um on a on a lighter note you're all bonded by your namesake love of denim um what's going to be your recommended gene cut for lion for live gigging oh well, you want to, you do want a comfortable fit. Um, <laughs> there is that, but I didn't wear denim. I wore leather. I wore leather pants. I don't know. I don't know Ooh. why. Don't ask me why. I'm watching a lot of uh, Michael Hutchins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I ripped them at the back during like one of the songs and they just kept ripping down and down. Uh, they're in the bin now, fortunately. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. Just a nice comfy jean. Mm-hmm. You know, you can move around. They breathe well. Uh, it's a beautiful thing when you get a nice pair of jeans. And um, yeah, Levi's have sent us a few pairs, which is which is always good uh, to get them due to our name, I believe. Mm. Well, I was about to say, what's your uh, sort of if you had to design a, a death by denim custom jean with Levi's, what would what would that look like? Total breathability by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, breathability. Um, George, our bass and keyboard player, he loves. He's got like five or six different colors of uh overalls so i think maybe the overall game could be could be a play um what color doesn't he have i don't think he has a like he doesn't have a purple or a yellow so maybe something something a bit out there i don't know if many people would buy it but that's a bit early 70s that's nice i like it yeah perfect there you go (laughs) the uh like you guys in your in, in your studio days i mean the, the the music a lot is is very relaxed and, and sort of chilled out. Does it come from a spot of of um like in the in the studio? Do you guys maintain a really relaxed environment? How do you how do you sort of keep that that vibe going through your music? Like beyond like the actual music itself, it just has a very like chilled out kind of approach to it. Um. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I think no. The answer is no. We don't keep it very chill in the studio. Um, <laughs> First, first day is quite chill. We're all pretty happy, but the last week we were in the studio together for five days. Um, so from morning to night, every day, and yeah, it gets it gets a bit testy at times, I guess. Like, which is good. I think you need people having different opinions on what should go in the song and what shouldn't go in the song. I think is also important. Um, but yeah, I think by the end of it, we're like day day five or the last day of our recording sessions. We're always up dancing or doing something and our producer's always looking at us with a with a weird look on his face because <laughs> he thinks we are but that's all right um so yeah it's always it's always a good time but there is definitely just like any workspace i guess there's always like uh constructive feedback on what parts are going in and everything like that which um i think is needed i think i think when we first started recording we kind of didn't have that as much because we were fresh to the game or whatever and um you can hear that in the music i think it's not as thought through um and everything like that whereas now we really spend the time to make sure it's all as good as it can be um which hopefully is is good enough when you say it gets a bit testy has it ever gotten like heated nah not heated i don't think we've like on tour a couple times there's been some heated discussions (laughs) Not, not really in the um in the studio although last week what were we talking about randomly we just like pro tools on the computer our com- producer's computer stopped working so for an hour we were just talking about um like scott morrison and politics <laughs> and all that That's a good idea especially with george because he just he loves to talk politics and it's always it's always controversial so, uh, <laughs> so we, we talk- you can always rely on the person that loves politics to ruin a good mood, that's for sure. Yeah, classic. Well, always, always that vibe. Nice vibe, and then the computer shuts down, and, you know, there's there's hell on the wall. It's all going crazy. But... <laughs> right. 
the uh, I, I suppose like you know we're obviously Brisbane based, but and for us you know as East Coasters, I feel like we kind of tend to break Perth, the Perth scene down into like Pilarats, the Asta, and like you know everyone claiming that they've jammed with Kevin Parker. Like, what's it what's it actually <laughs> like on the West Coast scene as an up and coming musician? Um, it's interesting. I would say there is a lot of uh, competition. Um, so here in Perth, there's a school called uh, or a university called Whopper, which a lot of bands come from, I guess, and artists. None of us sort of went there. Um, and we found it difficult at the start to sort of enter into the scene. I, I personally I probably shouldn't be saying this. I do like the Perth music scene, but I found it a little bit clicky. And I don't know, didn't really, didn't really love that. But the more you kind of get into it and um, like force yourself to making connections and everything like that, I can say that I have not uh, jammed with Kevin Parker. <laughs> not going to claim that one. Hit me up, mate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it is good. It's it's competitive, which I think is a good thing because once you sort of nail the hometown scene, that's you feel more confident in starting to dabble over east and and then over overseas, uh, which obviously not at the moment. But um, yeah, I think that's a good thing for us living over here is that we're so isolated from you guys uh, on the East Coast that we really work quite hard to gig and gig um, to sort of nail the sound. And then you feel confident when you do move um, over East and stuff like that, that you've got it all sorted and you're tight, um, you know, in your performance and everything like that. So it has its good moments, but it's bad moments as well. <laughs> well, that... That sort of leads into the next question we have for you then, because, <clears throat> you know, Perth um, often means for a lot of national tours, quote-unquote, that, um, you know, the distance usually means that a national tour won't go there. Do, do you think that sort of breeds a more insular community? <clears throat> yeah, probably. Like, um, I, I wouldn't be lying. Like, if we lived over in the East Coast, like, why would you want to, Really, why would you want to fly over to Perth when you're just starting out? Um, when you can get a van or whatever and just drive up the coast, and that's called a national tour. Mm. Whereas, like, you're not really a national tour. You haven't come to WA, which is quite a big place. But I understand that. So, um, yeah, I guess a lot of bands when they're starting out here, they like have a few shows in, like a couple shows in Perth a show in Bunbury and a show in Bustleton, which is like down south, and they call it a tour, which really it's not really a tour when you when you think about it. Um, so it is kind of interesting, um, the dynamic, because it's just so far away and how much money it costs. Um, it's, it, it's tough, so I can definitely kind of get why bands from over east wouldn't come here. It makes total sense. Mm. Um, bands in Perth, I think definitely need to tour um, over east, obviously, whereas bands from over east don't necessarily need to come to Perth, um, especially in the early days. Fair enough, man. And sort of as a band and in, in a position that you guys are in, you know, being able to come east every sort of few months to, to tour and play some shows, I guess, what are your tips on, on getting a, a decent bit of sleep on, on the early red eyes over? Uh, yeah, so 
you do struggle sometimes. Like I can't, I can't sleep on planes or anything. Um, most of the boys actually can't. Um, I think it's important. Like our first two tours we went on were seven or eight days, which were, you know, it's, it's almost like a holiday. So you can, you can sort of go out almost every night or whatever and have a good time. But when it's, when it's like our late last two tours were three to four weeks, that's like an extended period of time. I think you just need to be careful that, you know, if you're not gigging that day or that night, um, not to continuously go out and drink like madmen because it does affect your, affects everything, affects your sleep and your mental capacity just to even get up for the gigs the next night. Um, So that's kind of been an important thing for us to navigate um, is, you know, if one person wants to go out to a pub or whatever, let them go. But we don't all have to go at all times if you're not feeling up for it. Yeah. Chill out. Yeah. And yeah, eating as well, that's important. Like the last couple of tours, George has been the dad of the of the group. He's been <laughs> grocery shopping instead of eating burgers all the time. So that's important. George really sounds like the dad of the group in a lot of ways. He's got the political <laughs> mind. Yes. He's keeping the boys tight. <laughs> Was it always been like because... coming over here via the air or like did you ever bundle in the back of the van and drive across the Nullarbor or? No, we haven't done that. Um, oh, man, I don't know if I'd ever be able to do that. I mean, <laughs> my mates have done it, like non-music related have done it and they say that how much they love it. Um, potentially one one day. Uh, maybe if the maybe if Virgin and Qantas go under, hey, you know, <laughs> it might happen. So, yeah. Um, be interesting. Does like I suppose I guess you know with those massive distances, do you find that um, you know that there's there is that opportunity to to tour a lot of the the smaller towns around Perth before? Like I mean, when I say opportunity, do you feel like it's a necessity to tour the smaller towns around Perth before you you head across the continent? Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. Like we did, I think most of the bands here do because it, it does give you like a little taste of being on the road with your bandmates, I guess, and um, just going straight from Perth, just playing Perth, you go home after, and then going over east. I think that would be a bit strange. I mean, it's definitely obviously possible, but um, I think the way that we've done it and most bands here in Perth do it is, yeah, to to tour those um, regional cities and... And they have they have really good music scenes over there as well. So um, it's always good to to go there, play a gig, and enjoy the beach, which is always lovely down there. <laughs> Hell yeah! And um, I guess what's what's uh, the rest of twenty twenty got in store for for Death by Denim? Well, assuming you're allowed out of uh, lockdown. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's another good question. There, uh, we're hoping we've been hearing rambles that. Perth may potentially open up to pubs and stuff like that soon in in the next couple months. Um, if that does happen, we'll probably jump on a show as soon as, as, soon as we can. Um, yeah, it was, it's, 2020 already has been obviously a, a mess around. We've, we were meant to play GTM, go on a tour with the Vans, um, play Big Pineapple, which is thankfully just postponed to November. Um, and do another one of our tours. But the silver lining, I guess, for all this happening is that it's given us time to record an album. So we will have an album out 
towards the end of the year. I think I think October or November. Um, and then we've got a tour booked for that album around Australia. Uh, hopefully we don't have to cancel it. Um, we're just going to have to play it by ear, I guess. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. So just continuing to write, uh, release the album. We're talking to a, a few international bookers, or we were and before all this happened, um, and that's kind of gone off a little bit, which is completely understandable because who knows when we'll be able to go over there. Um, so yeah, we're just playing it all by ear and looking forward to playing gigs again. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I mean, even just as a fan, I think it's, um, gigs are just something that's going to be just the, the nicest release for everyone, I think. So very eager to sort of see where things take you and to, and to hear new music as well. But bef- yeah. before we, <clears throat> before we let you go, Max hasn't been, uh, uh, are brave enough to ask you this one as a as a Perth <laughs> native like like yourself. Yeah. But um, the the important question is: uh, Are you a, a Fife or Shuey man, or a, a Fife or man? Yeah, Fremantle or the West Coast. <laughs> what, do guys, what do you guys reckon I am? Hey, what do you guys what do you guys reckon I am? If you had to guess, mm. I'm going to roll with us and say Eagles. I'm going to say Freo. Who just said Frio? Me, Sam. Sam, kindly exit the. <laughs> uh, why? Why? Why would I? Fremantle. You know. Oh, Fremantle. Terrible. Nat Five must have sore shoulders. That's all I'll say about Fremantle. Yeah. I do feel bad for him, but I also think <laughs> you put yourself in that position. You keep re-signing, so go for it. But yeah, I'm very passionate. As you can probably hear. <laughs> the other boys don't care about footy as much, so they have to hear about it all the time. Which, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you make a couple of games when you come over here? To uh, you know, you, did you head to uh, a Swans game or something like that when you would tour around the country? Uh, we've never actually been to a game, um, but well, we were meant to go to last last tour, I think, and then something happened and we couldn't go. But I'm always like watching whenever the Eagles are playing, I watch it like, and I have just crazy anxiety when I'm watching the Eagles playing. <laughs> um, that probably no one really wants to see. Uh, but yeah, it's all fun. So, so Dom Sheed's goal in the grand final must have been like the pinnacle of your life then. <laughs> I, I still regard that day as probably the best day of my life, I think. Because <laughs> Which is sad, potentially, but that's all right. Because uh, in two, well, I was like, how old? I, don't know, I was like ten or eleven. So you don't really, when they won the premiership back then, you can't really appreciate it. Mm. Whereas you know, in twenty eighteen, when I was twenty three, it's just like it's the best feeling in the world. Uh, it was the best. I called my brother. He started crying. <laughs> I started crying. <laughs> Take me back there. See, it's a lot easier to be a West Coast fan, like more recently than being a Lions fan. Being a Lions, like last year we had a decent go at it, but fuck me, it's been a dry spell. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's fair. 2000, 2001 to two thousand three, you had a you had a solid run there. Oh, look, that was that was peak time to be a Lions fan, but it's, since then it's been you know. Mate, we uh, I think. 
me and Nick might be good friends because we stole Lockie Neal from Frio and Frio's shit now and the lines are good, so. Far <laughs> out. Oh, poor, poor Dockers. I, I swear as soon as a player leaves their club, they the club that the player leaves always becomes better than what they were at, at Fremantle <laughs> and vice versa. Whenever they get a player in, they always just suck at Frio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeez, Jesse Hogan was good in that five. Good on you, Justin Longmuir. <laughs> oh, well. Well, uh, thank you so much, Nick, for coming on and uh, and sharing the wisdom, hey? No worries. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. No, it's always a pleasure.